Hello, welcome to the D's and P's podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Keywan Vaughn. Today I have some special individuals here. There, they are brothers from South Carolina. Um, I'm let them introduce themselves today. What's up, everybody? My name is Marcus Reese. I'm a huge Atlanta Falcons fan. Thank you for having me, Mr. Keywan. Uh, oh yeah, no problem, no problem. Continue on. My name is Marlon Reese, and I'm a huge diehard Colts and Indianapolis Colts fan. And um, I would like to thank Mr. Uh, Mr. Vine here for inviting me to this podcast today. It's like showing what a, a real Colts fan is like. All right, appreciate it, appreciate it. Oh, so let's get into this. So we're talking about the draft. The draft just recently was this past Thursday. Not Thursday, it was on Wednesday? Thursday or Wednesday? It was, it was Thursday, yeah, yeah. Thursday. This past Thursday, it was the 26th yeah. in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, this is what we're going to hit. We're going to hit starting off with the um, something like the biggest surprises, I guess you can say, of the draft. This is, we all have different perspectives, you know, with Mr. Reese here being a Colts fan, Mr. Marcus over here being a Falcons fan, and myself being a Philadelphia Eagles fan. We're just going to give our own opinions and, you know, ups and downs of the draft. Well, okay. Starting off, Kyler Murray going number one. How do you all feel about that? Not surprised. Um, I feel like the Cardinals already had a, a solid guy at quarterback. No, I so disagree. You, so you believe in Josh Rosen? That's what you're trying to tell me. I could, I felt like it was a one deal done. I mean, they they gave up on them quick. I felt like they could establish that relationship more. Instead of, you know, just giving up on Because he's still young. And, you know, it takes a minute for quarterbacks to develop in that Peyton situation. Peyton was young at, at one point. And he didn't do the things that Josh Rosen did his uh, rookie years. Let's be real. I mean, look, when Josh Rosen got drafted by the Cardinals, what did you hear him say after he got drafted? Yeah, his... Like, he said he, some ungrateful comments when he got drafted. His personality, I, you, it, it tells it all. But you got to think of it like this. They had no offensive line when he but came this is, through. this is not high school football. This is, not. Pro, this is the professional league. This you not. either produce or you don't produce and you go home. Now, with that being said, if I take you with my first if – I, if I pick you in the first round, I expect you to be that dude that's going to produce and uh, make the organization better than what it was the previous year. Am I right or wrong? That's true. That's true. Now, I can see if he was like a third round, you know what I'm saying, something like that. Okay, you need some time to work out with him. But he is a projected franchise quarterback, being drafted in the first round. Look at Lamar Jackson compared to Josh Rosen. And Lamar Jackson was what? The 32nd pick in the first round. And look what he's doing. I just felt like offensively, their offense line was not there. Um, Josh Rosen is a, Josh Rosen is young once again. They already had key weapons. Well, look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady. And they lost their head coach from last year. So well, they could have got Listen, listen. Tom Brady was a was he a free agent or something like that? No, he got drafted in the 6th round. Like in the 6th round. Okay, my point taken. He he has had no name come out and just ball out with him. I don't know how he does it, but that's the difference between, okay, being a starter 
from being a person or a player with excuses. A crybaby. Most teams don't want a crybaby. They want a leader. In order to be a leader, you. you have to lead, not follow or be a crybaby. I agree with you totally. Be a man. Okay, you. so what? You didn't go first round, uh, your first round, first pick. A lot of people don't get drafted anyway. That's true. That's true, but, you know, so obviously I can tell the differences here. You feel like Josh Rosen didn't get a fair shot. You feel like Josh Rosen did get a fair shot. He did. He didn't make, he didn't make the, the necessary improvements that they wanted him to, so they let him go and they start back over Kyler Murray. But my real question is, you know, and it's been a big thing in the media and news lately, Cliff Cliff Kingsbury, I believe it is, Kingsbury, something like that. He wasn't really the best coach in college. He is definitely a truly blessed offensive-minded coach. But we all know in the NFL, the best teams are the teams that have great defense. And without a great defense, you know, you're not going to make it long. You you can do excellent during the regular season, but without the necessary tools – on your defense, you really, you know, you're not really, you know, offense is not going to do too much. You know, you know what the old saying is, offense sells, offense sells, puts people in the stands and defense wins games, you know. Same thing. So, how do y'all feel about the whole Cliff Kingsbury and this whole Kyler Murray experiment? Because a lot of people feel like Kyler Murray doesn't, is not ready, he's not an NFL quarterback and he's not going to be able to compete at this level. Look at Russell Wilson. Um, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees. Um, but this, he, he's small. I feel like this coach right he's here. He's the smallest quarterback he, of this verse. He feels like he could do what he did in college. Mm-hmm. You know, he coached Patrick Mahomes. He had Baker Mayfield at one point. David and Goliath is the best analogy that, to this situation yeah, right here. Basically. It doesn't matter how big you are. It doesn't if matter. You can't, like I said, going back to earlier in the conversation, if you can't produce, I don't see nothing wrong. It's in the field, though, bro. If you look at if you look at all, we the, we thought okay, we thought Johnny Manziel was gonna be the what? Who, who thought that? I wasn't one of the people that thought that he was gonna be. But okay. a lot of people was riding that bandwagon about Johnny Manziel being the franchise yeah. quarterback. Come on now, you know there was a lot of people that believed in him, but you know he anybody has. that had a, a football mind knew that Johnny Manziel wasn't gonna do what he did in college unless he was the second coming of Michael Vick. And then you got to look at it like this. His personality, his character told it all. I mean, it told his future. Johnny Menzel wasn't going to be in the NFL that long. You got somebody like Kyler Murray now. He his He's not all over the place. You see him on social media like that? No. You see him at parties and stuff like that? No. He keeps it himself. So I feel, yeah. like, I feel like the Cardinals have somebody that's going to bring championships to him someday. And then he has a coach. That's from Texas Tech. He's coached. Patrick Mahomes. He's coached those type of quarterbacks that can just do it. You only name me one good quarterback. Baker Mayfield. Two. Baker Mayfield is not even a proven good quarterback yet. He's been in the league for one year. He's been in the league for one year. The Browns have considered. The Browns have had one good years. Okay. So you're going to tell me uh, Josh Freeman's a great quarterback. 79 is a good thing. For the Browns. It was a good thing for the Browns. Get out of here. We not these are pro athletes. We don't settle for mediocrity. Come on. How many how many quarterbacks they make millions have you of seen go through Cleveland? Play. As much as I can come on underwear, thank you. <laughs> I mean, but it's pretty close. 
Okay, okay, let's continue. So, talk about both our own teams real quick. Falcons, what do you feel like was your best pickup about the draft? I, I like the fact that we attacked the offensive line situation. We last year was hurt due to injuries. I mean, yeah. some guys was banged up. We couldn't. We had to go search for guys at different teams. So this was a good move. This we really needed because Matt Ryan was getting sacked way too many times. We are probably the only team that has the most sacks since last year. So uh, I think I was like, y'all probably top five. I know Texas was like number one and number two. Exactly. So therefore. What the Falcons did, I would have liked if we went defensively, got another defensive tackle, mm-hmm. but they see something that I don't see. So I felt like that was a good move. We got some more beef on the line to protect Matt Ryan at the end of that. We can run the ball effectively. I mean, that's true. That's true. That's true. Did y'all pick up another run back? I know you had you were saying. Um, we did. We um picked up another run back. Uh, we lost Coleman, so that we. Found somebody that can replace him. He's very fast, quick. Okay. He has the uh, uh, physical type running. So, we look pretty good this year. I have confidence that, you know, I trust the system. So, okay. How about you, uh, Mr. Coach over there, Marlon Reese? I feel like our identity is more now of the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, let's, let's, let's talk about it. Let's, let's think about it for a minute. Okay, we got Andrew Luck. He's not a Patrick Mahomes type dude. But he's pretty close. Mm, Give me that. And then, okay, you got Paris Campbell, the fastest wide receiver out of the draft world. He ran a 4.32. Oh, yeah, he was was, was blazing. He was blazing. I mean, that's like a Tyreek Hill from the Chiefs. And then we got Justin Houston from the Chiefs. Not to mention our offensive line is on the upcoming, on the rise. Yep, offensive line nice. DB's looking nice. Now, the safeties, they're, they're, I mean, they're coming up. Malik Hooker, you know, he's had a rough, you know, couple of years, but he's getting there. So, I didn't know about your draft. Not, not your overall draft. I just said Perry <laughs> You asked me, you, uh, asked, you asked the Falcons, what was his his favorite pick of the draft? He stayed to the, the, to the question, though. You kind of... You trying to tell me how you feel like your team? I said our Chiefs. identity is like the Kansas City Chiefs, so we're going to copy the identity that oh, our new GM identity. is bringing <laughs> to the Colts organization. My Thank apologies. you. My oh, you don't need to apologize. I'm about to flame you now. Fight me up, then. I'm about to grill you up like uh, BK. How the Eagles, man? No, 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 no. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. We got a new bag behind DB Comfort Temple. The Rock. What's you already answered that name. Y'all got Rock? The Rock. Y'all seen. Y'all got Rock, y'all seen. From Temple. He can hit. We got a DB that can hit. Aggressive. Okay. That's our mentality on defense. What? Now, what about you? The oh, Eagles. You know, the Eagles, you know, we didn't really need too much, not too crazy. You know, we got the, we also had to work on the offensive line. And we picked up that tackle from Washington State. He um, definitely should be a great pickup, definitely, because you know offensive line. Honestly, we probably made back to the Super Bowl if we did not, if Brandon Brooks did not get hurt in that in the playoffs to that game. So Dillard's gonna be a great pickup. We picked up a receiver from Stanford that I kind of maybe scratched my head, kind of like why do we need? Because there was still guys like Metcalf out there, um, AJ Brown was still out there, I think. Campbell, Chris Campbell, like the coast guy, 
You know, there was, there was other talents that we could have got. But, you know, hopefully since the guy is from Stanford, you know, he's probably well caught, well taught, and all that stuff. And that, that's, that's good to know. Falcons, tell me about your worst pick. My worst pick, I felt like um, the worst pick we had was a kick returning. I felt like we didn't need one because you could always get a kick return. Like I said, back early in the conversation when I talked about the Falcons, mm-hmm. we right now, we have that old, our coach believes in getting old players. And to me, there's nothing wrong with that, but we kind of need something fresh. You see what I'm saying? Defensive line, we was barely getting any sacks last year. We was was barely doing getting to the quarterback. I like the old Falcons. We was physical. We was, you know, getting to the ball quick enough. Now it's sort of like we trying to put back pieces from when we went against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. We can't do that. I feel like we had. There was a lot of people in this draft to go trade up and get somebody. Quentin Williams, uh, Alabama D tackle. We could have traded up and got him. Grady Williams could have went up and got him at DB. See, I mean, all these people we could have had. It didn't make sense. I mean, it made sense, but I felt like we needed to. Fix the defense first. But like I said, it all goes back to your team's identity. It's not necessarily okay. What? Oh, oh, my eyes are bigger than my stomach. Type strategy. You need the, the person that you need to fit your system. Because if you don't have that person that fits your system, there's no point in having that person that was a, a bust out player in college. Like he said earlier. Yeah, he was good in college. That's true. But on the pro level, he's not. He's nothing. That's true. Because now we got we got new. We got our head coach that's taking over the defense. We got a new offense coordinator, so they trying to fit pieces in together. So I, I trust in the system. I felt like what we made in the draft, their the picks that we had, I felt like was good picks because we need to address those areas. Offensive line, like I said, was due to injury, was hurt half of the season. So I mean, well, we did a pretty good. We had a decent draft. Okay, I did. I did. Well, that's um. Thank you, Falcons, for your uh, insight on the the draft with your team, which you feel like y'all need to do to improve. Yeah, man. Um, bringing this draft podcast special to a closing. My last thing I'm gonna ask you two individuals: How do you feel was like the biggest disappointment of the draft? Like, and when I say disappointment, it could be from somebody not making it to the first round, somebody going to the wrong team, somebody getting drafted. Unexpected to a team, you know, it's any anything you feel like was disappointing to you. Drew Lock going to the Broncos. Drew Lock going to the Broncos. Why? <clears throat> One, they just got Joe Flacco, and I feel like Joe Flacco. He's old though. He's a stable quarterback. I mean, Tom Brady's old, but you don't see him retiring anytime soon. Tom Brady also has five Super Bowls. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers retiring. Aaron Rodgers is, is is better than Tom Brady and younger than Tom Brady. That's what I'm saying. So, Joe, Joe Flacco is not – he's in that range for franchise quarterbacks. I feel like he could be a stable franchise quarterback for the Broncos. I guess. I guess. Drew Locke, I mean, he's a good quarterback, but I don't think that's the right fit for him. Totally agree. Drew Locke is a different play style like, quarterback. Like Buffalo 
would be a benefit for Drew Locke. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. What about you, Mr. Mark Reese? Um, I agree. Drew Locke, he was... He didn't go to the right no. team. Um, oh, my personally? Yo, yo, personally. Personally, um... Really... I think I want to say the Patriots when they got a wide receiver in the first round. And I say that well, that was to me that was a good pick. Um, I felt like they have an old wide receiver core right now, so picking up a wide receiver in the first round is pretty good. Um, the one they got uh, was very good in college, and he made some good plays. Who was it? Harry, I forgot. Uh, I forgot his first name. He's from like Arizona State? Yeah, Arizona State wide receiver. Okay. He's very big. He reminds you of somebody like AJ Green or Julio. Yeah. So I felt like that was a, a good piece for the Patriots. They can put him anywhere on the ball on the ball, so he gonna make big plays for the Patriots. You Mr. Kimon? Uh I have two. Okay. I have two disappointments. I feel like the way the Haskins not getting picked up by the Giants at six, that was that was a surprise. And that it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense because Dwayne Haskins is literally the prototypical quarterback that most teams always want. You you gotta think about it like this. Everybody has a different offensive scheme. Probably yeah. his his play style and the way he is But that dude the dude that hit pick who what was his name from Duke? Daniel Jones. Yeah, I think somebody like that. I, he's not. He's not. He's not a top ten quarterback. Yeah, Daniel Jones. Please. He's not a top ten quarterback. He's not deserving to go number six. And I hope y'all understand that he has connection with Eli and Eli's coaches and the family. But as far as a good football decision, like come on, Dwayne Haskins has the tools to do what they need him to do. The reason why their offense hasn't been able to flourish is because. Eli Arm is starting to kind of fall off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Eli's still that all-pro two-time Super Bowl quarterback that has defeated the Patriots not once but twice. Mm-hmm. No other team can say that but him. But he's getting old. A's getting him. Eli is not the, the the type of athlete that kind of puts in so much work and study. You know, he's improved a lot over his years, but everybody knows Eli's coming to, coming to the end. You need to look for a guy that fits that structure. In the NFL, Dwayne Haskins has the, all the intangibles. Everything you look for, he will be that guy. I don't feel like Jones. I guarantee, I guarantee you this. I feel like this. When they play each other twice this year, Dwayne Haskins will beat the Giants both times. I, I also agree with that because if you look at Daniel Jones and his highlights, he really hasn't. No, it's not exciting. You it's look not at his highlights, you're just like, okay, this, this exactly. is exactly. It's just another he play quarterback. Where he came from. That's what to me. That's where my mind keeps replaying. Where did he come from? Again, Tom Brady, same thing. Tom Brady, yeah, but Tom he's Brady not exciting. No, he's not top. No, but he's actually athletic. He's yeah. more athletic than Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. 
you know, not to be racial or anything, but Dwayne Haskins is black. Now that's the that's the stereotype that they always put black quarterbacks today. Athletic and they do too much in the pocket. This guy is literally the type of guy he wants to get the ball out of his hands before he before he even thinks about moving. He'll take off, you know, if that's his best case scenario. But that's that's the type of quarterback. Cause like let's look at Urban Meyer. Everybody was talking about quarterbacks. Urban Meyer produces great quarterbacks too as well. In recent history, no, he ain't been the best because just the quarterbacks that come to Ohio State just always seem to be athletic. But he's he's not that athletic style quarterback. He's that quarterback. He wants to be in the pocket. He wants to spread the ball around. The man threw almost 5,000 yards. I know it's college, but, you know, Ohio State is considered one of those top five D1 schools. If you you are a high school athlete, you want a scholarship from Ohio State, a USC, Alabama, you know, you look at, that's one of those top five that, you know, Miami, you know, that's one of those top five schools that you consider even before you know two shits about football. You know those five schools are the, are the it schools yeah. to play for. If just the fact that he was able to go to that level and succeed and do everything he, he did, you know, it just shows he, he probably can do the same thing at the NFL. You know, he got some great handles. So, like, everything, he tested well in everything. He literally is the better prospect over Dane Jones in every way, other than the fact that he has connections with Eli and his former coaches in the family, which is cool, you know, hey, it's life, we know the real world, it's not about what you, you know, it's about who you know, so, your network, it works out for him, and well, the Reds, I, I feel like the Redskins got a steal, if you look at their offense, oh yeah, coming up now, oh yeah, they got, they got Darius Geis at running back, who's gonna come off an of injury, true, true, and, he just fits in with the program. I feel like he has the same play style as a Terrell Pryor when he was playing quarterback, or Jamarcus Russell type of kid, or Cam Newton. Not, I'm not saying like the way they play. I'm just saying you got that built body type of quarterback. Yeah, he got that big frame. Yeah. So I, I feel like they can't go wrong, you know. So that's a, that was a good pick for the Redskins. I, I feel like they might be playoff contenders. In the in the years to come, so I'm about to say not right now, but in years to come, I can see them being twelve contenders. Okay, and just to wrap this, I got one more person. I'll cut his mask, my hometown, and you know, cool cool guy, and all. It's very it's very big blessing to what has happened for him. But DK Metcalf, you know, he blew away everybody to come by, had everybody in the world talk about him, talk had his had his name in everybody's mouth. If he doesn't go in the first round after do after having so much hype surrounding him. But, you know, I don't know if y'all saw the video of him when he got drafted when he got drafted and he was talking to the to the coaches and the gym and everybody. And just the emotion and just knowing like, you know, you when you think about that, he went the whole first round, the whole second round. And he, even though he had been told since literally since that come out that he was gonna be top ten, top twenty pick. And just to think about all these teams have passed on him, and I understand some of the reasons they might have passed on him. They can talk about his route running ability, you know, his durability, you know, because he never really got to play a full season in college because of the injuries and stuff. But the ground as a kid, he's a, he's big. That's a big guy. Yeah. You know, 6'2", 200, 220-something, 230, something like that. You he's know? a big physical guy. You know, you don't get guys like that every day. Not every day. And he can play. That's, that's the thing. You oh, got... Yeah. You have visual evidence. He's, He's not sneaker. just big. But if you cannot be a good route runner in the NFL, I don't care how good you are uh, physically, you won't last long. Yeah, it's true. 
But I feel like he'll be he's a kick returner. A... He'll be a kick returner or a punt returner. And that'll be it. Look at Cordell Patterson. He smashed. That's what people is forgetting right now. He smashed the NFL combine. Single-handed. Again, you can smash the NFL combine. If you cannot smash them rocks. a sleeper. If you cannot smash them rocks. I'm letting y'all know right now. This they is a slept on this him. Is a man's game. Okay. Even my team slept on this man. They He got drafted to Seattle Seahawks. And that was the perfect fit. They have a quarterback that's gonna give him the ball. He gonna sling that ball. But again, no matter how good he is physically, if you cannot get your mechanics right, then that, the NFL will boot. He can always work on that. The season hasn't came yet. He, he he's gonna figure it out. And knowing Russell Wilson, he's gonna get with his wide receivers no matter what. He's gonna figure it out. The kid. So I have. He has a bright future. I, I'm not gonna sleep on him. Like everybody else. I'm not but. sleeping on them. It's just that what we see now is what we can go by. Until we see that first preseason game, then for right now, all I can say is his mechanics need to be worked on. Like, we can say that for everybody. Yeah. everybody. Everybody is unproven until they hit that field, man. From yeah. Kyle Murray to, to Mr. Irrelevant, man. Nobody is great. Because at the end of the day, all of them have not played a, a game yet. Yeah, ain't no failure yet. So we don't know who's gonna be good, who's gonna be bad. And then, and then he's he's had a, a, a significant injury that sat him out the whole season. That is true. That's true. So that played a big factor in his draft stock. That did. Why would I pick somebody that hasn't played in a full year over somebody that has, and that can run routes in the NFL and that has good that's, mechanics? That's just like Marquise Brown. He had injury and got drafted in the first round. But he, so he, he he did not. But he Go got he got season. injured. Yes, he he played. He went without a couple games, but not the whole season. It's still that's, that's he a had couple, an that's injury. A, you know, a couple games is two three weeks. But he got injured, right? He's two, not helping the team while he's, he, while he's hurt. Sitting out two or three weeks is better than sitting out twelve weeks in a row. I feel like that's a sleeper. I mean, I, you can say what you want, but he has the height. He has the. Physicality. I, I mean, we ain't gonna see who's gonna shine until that first week. So that's true. Anyway, guys, it's been a great discussion. Oh yeah, man. Any of you uh, closing remarks? Anything y'all want to put out there? You know, just to give your last final thoughts. Hey man, all I gotta say is rise up. My team going to the playoffs. You know, Falcons all day, every day, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. All I can say is you know. India, you know what I'm saying? We're the best of the best. And we're going to see what it do this year. Oh, yeah. I'm going to thank my guests, Mr. Marlon Reese, Mr. Marcus Reese. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, man. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to both of y'all teams, Colts and Falcons. Um, I was going to say Fly Eagles Fire. You know, how we get down. And we out. Hey. So-